Kaya, how are you, mate? I'm good, thanks. How are you today? Yeah, I'm wonderful. It's so great to see you. Um, did I pronounce your name right? So it's Kaya. Kaya, I, I, in the course of our interaction already, I've used both. So <laughs> yeah. I thought if I go for both, I'm a 50% chance of getting right. Or is that 100% chance? I'm, I was never very good at maths at school. In fact, I never really went to school after the age of 14. I used to go fishing instead. It was much, much more fun. And uh, I think it led to a much better life. <laughs> yeah. So, so you're an extra marine, best-selling author, extreme endurance athlete, and now, of course, you're hosting this podcast, which is doing, it's doing amazing. So where do you find the determination to seek out new challenges even today? Um, can I just say before, can I say hello to Scotland before we begin? Because I'm just absolutely in love with Scotland and well, with its, with the people up there. When I did my uh, thousand mile run from John O'Groats to Land's End, uh, everyone was so good to me in Scotland. I was, it was, it was, um, yeah. So I couldn't start my podcast without saying that. So hello, Scotland. Sorry, mate, over to you. So where do you find your determination even today, even after everything you've done in your life so far? Oh, God. Um, it's really simple, mate, right? Your mind is an incredibly powerful tool. And it can create an amazing life for you. Or it can create hell on earth. So paradise or hell, once you learn to control your mind, then it becomes your choice. So now I can choose to live in paradise every day, which obviously I do. Um, and if life tries to chuck me into hell, even when I'm there, I'm still in paradise. I don't care, right? So that comes with experience. Um, there's no, I think there's no such thing as a bad experience. So as you probably know, I've, I've taken loads of drugs in my life. I've battled addiction. Um, I say battle, you know, I've experienced addiction. I've had massive highs, massive lows, um, witnessed lots of people around me die from in, sometimes in horrendous circumstances. And, and, off the back of that, of uh, and, and and traveling a lot and and writing books and going on adventures and stuff, you you just learn a lot about the world that I probably wouldn't have done it had I just had a job, right? Um, or or reg regular sort of career, and of course a bit I've been in the military, hence why we're chat chatting. So I so I had experience of of combat, um, and. It's just allowed me, mate, to get myself in a place where I, I control my thinking now. Whereas when you're young, other people control your thinking for you. You know, either the, the sociopaths, as I call them, that control the whole planet or try to. Or your, your you know, teachers at your school, your, your boss when you get a career. You're worried about what people think about you on Instagram or, you know, is you know, is, is my hair the right way? Have I got big enough? All that. When you become an old dog like me, you don't have to worry about any of that stuff, okay? You know, you get, yeah. up in the you get up in the morning and you have that choice 
to live a wonderful life. And that's what I choose. So when I get up in the morning, I think, right, what can I do today to be a legend? <laughs> so it's, it's life experience and then it's a bit of perception as well. And obviously as well, it's a different generation you would have grown up in. So you have, you have different lessons would have been handed out in a different way than, than say, it would for me now. Oh, very much so. And some of it was was better for us. Some of it was worse. You know, there was lots of um, lots of abuse back in the seventies when I grew up, and it all got it got brushed under the carpet. People, you know, it even went on. Bet- you even had, you know, you, you had one parent that knew the other parent was abusing the children by whatever what horrible means. They just would pretend it wasn't happening. Yeah. <laughs> Almost like a mental a mental health illness. They just click something and just pretend it wasn't happening. And of course, that's not what you bring kids into the world for, you know? You bring kids in the world to be their hero and be their idol and die if necessary if it means protecting them. Yeah. Back back then it was very weird, mate. People worried so much about what other people thought. And then we had the class system on top of it. So everyone was trying to like be someone they're not or, or it was just stupid. Hold their bloody, hold their cup like they're just stupid shit, you know? Yeah. Um, and now we've got a generation and, and you've got to remember, it's not just your parents' influence. And it's not just society's influence and say government, but it's also as I mean, we talked a bit about this before the podcast. It's also we're all subject to an agenda to to destroy our identity, to destroy our self-confidence, to set us up, you know, one color against another color, which is what skin, isn't it? What we've all got skin, (laughs) right? Yeah, that skin. This skin's better than, and it's just absolute. It's not just that it's nonsense, it's that it's an agenda. There's people that sit down and they plan this shit, right? I know it sounds like fucking tinfoil hat or whatever, but they've done it for, for a very long time. So, what I'm getting at is your generation are really fucking at it hard, mate, you know? previous generations got sent to war by the sociopaths and they died in their hundreds of thousands and 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 that went into millions now you'll be it's young people are being destroyed not by being sent you know in uh, over the top as they called it in this in 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 the first world war you know over the top of the trench into certain death trying to trying to attack an enemy that didn't really have a problem with you at all (laughs) Yeah. Now, despite the last you know twenty years of um, of illegal conflict that we've seen, there's there's other pressures on you, and it's yeah. coming in the form of social media. Uh-huh. Suicide rate of young people has just gone because you guys, you know, I'm I'm just saying this how it is, right? You probably listen and go, "What the fuck is this old twat going on about?" Right? And that's fine, mate. That's fine. It's called growing up. But there will be people going. Do you know what? I've started to like work this out for myself. So I'm speaking to those people, Kaya, you know, Uh Um, 
I'm speaking to those people because they might be struggling in life like I did for many, many years. They might push themselves to the edge of uh, like drugs and addiction and, and find themselves in near death situations like I was. And, and they need the truth. And, and my parents' generation, they didn't tell the truth. They told their version of it to protect their own egos, right? Yeah. Now, all this social media stuff, it, it's, yes, there are uses for it. You know, you want to call your mate Dave and go for a pint. You just get him up on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. You know, there, there, there's that or, or someone that, you know, I can keep in touch with my mates in Australia just like that. And I, I've got some people that I really like down there, you know, and that's a, that's that's a nice thing. But on top of that, you've got all the psychology, haven't you, of social media? Yeah. What's this person thinking? Have I said the right thing? Oh, I put that photo up the other day. Is that going to come back and haunt me? Because, you know, should I put this photo up? I'm looking a bit, bit fat, to be honest, you know. No, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll get it on Photoshop and cut that belly off. <laughs> and I'll, you know, there's a lot of stuff you guys have got to consider that we just went out on our bikes. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. I'm getting Andy Ruffle on my podcast soon. He was that he was the British champion of BMX in everything, freestyle racing, absolute hero. He used to jump his bike over a tennis net without even a ramp. He just could hop it over, right? He's just and we went out on our bikes all day, mate. You know, we set up jumps that now a parent would go, you ain't doing that. You'll break your neck, son. You know, we, we did yes, it. We, uh, we, we, we went jumping off. Well, I know that's quite popular now, but, you know, we swam in the rivers. We, we'd go out at nine in the morning, eight in the morning. We, we didn't come back till it got dark. We didn't take a drink with us or, or a Gucci little bottle with a funny lid. We didn't, you know, have a phone and like mummy's got our number just in case and daddy's got our number. Yeah. And then we push this and we get through to the police station, push this, Bob, the builder's going to come and rescue this one for fireman. Sat. We didn't have any of that shit. We just went out and, had, and threw ourselves out of tree, you know, fell out of trees and, and all this sort of stuff. Right. So I guess what I'm saying is it's horses for courses and sorry, that's not the right expression. It's different times, but what I will say, and I know some people listening now know what I'm talking about. When you look out the window and see what's being done to your generation now, you are literally having your freedom stolen from you, right? No matter how hard my childhood would have been or growing up or being in the Marines or trying to find my way in life after, I had freedom. I could go where I want, when I want, and no one could tell me I couldn't. If I wanted to get on a plane whenever, whenever you know, sometimes I'd just rock up at the airport, go, yeah, I'll, I'll, can I have a ticket for Thailand, please? And I'd just go, right, with a little backpack, right? What's happening now is... It's like the uh, it's moving into another phase of this, what I call the agenda, right? Um, Social control, loss of liberty, loss of freedom of speech, um, 
the language is changing. You know, you have words like um, social is put into stuff when what they mean is it's the complete opposite of social, right? Um, yeah. You have words like um, uh, oh, sorry, I had another word in my head then. It's been, oh yeah, great. They say things like the great reset. No, what they mean is it's just the next stage of their plan to fuck you over, you know, to re to change whatever it might be, tweak in the economy, in the media, um, to get people to accept the next stage of 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 this evil plan, really. Um, and so, yeah. yeah, you probably didn't expect that answer, mate, did you? No, well, maybe that's what people that come or might come to your channel, maybe that's what they'll get. They'll they'll see the societal pressures, the social pressures, if you like it. Well, like my generation, like 19, 20, all of that is getting faced with and they want to actually see another side of it. From your perspective, you know, they want to see freedom and um, yeah. maybe... To give you an idea, mate, I mean, when, you know, when I grew up, you didn't have obesity. Is there was there was you 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 had fat people, which is yeah. fine. Some people got different, you know, different makeup, haven't they? But you had one in the school, one. Um, now it's normal to be obese. Is it you know what is it? One in three people is obese. Um, yeah. When I grew up, you didn't have people committing suicide all over. But we it was like unheard of virtually unheard of mate now yeah suicide statistics in young people mental health is through the roof uh -huh. now we need to be asking why if uh -huh. everything we're doing and all this bloody technology is so great for us which i can tell you as a as a as a content producer or an author or whatever it is i am it, it really isn't i spend most of my day when i should be either with the people i love having great experiences or creating great con no i spend most of it typing shit to try to get into my bloody email account <laughs> you know will you do you want to be text phone called or fucking whatsapp away and you're like uh, uh, uh and, and then you hit sorry this number is not reckoned oh damn that's my other number isn't it right uh, it's it's all become so complicated. You're so close together yet so far apart. That's that's kind of the way it is. You've got you feel connected because you're speaking to someone on a device, but you're actually lacking the, the real human connection there, which is really a DNA, and that's that's what you need, you know. So that's probably what's creating some sort of mental um, barrier that people don't speak about as much. You got a good head on your shoulders, mate. I'll tell you that. I wish I, I wish I was as clever as you when I was your age. I was just brainwashed, like we all, you know. I was in what I call live. I lived in the matrix, you know. I thought the news was real. Right? I thought, I thought when you watch the news, this you need to know this stuff because it's important, and they're telling you the truth. I didn't know who owns the news, right? And what, what function it serves. 
Yeah. Um, this comes back to our question about would I have joined up knowing what I know now? And it's really hard. It's yeah. really hard. I will get I'll get messages or emails from young young men predominantly. Um, and they'll say they'll say, Chris, I know it's all a crock of shit. I know, I know that if you join the military, you're controlled by the sociopaths, but I want to join anyway. And and like I get it, I I would probably have been like, I would probably have been like that, right? It it it's really hard for me to have this conversation because oh, you know the best thing in my life in my young life was joining the Royal Marines yeah and I speak for probably all of us I was living in my fucking car for crying out loud you know homeless for the second time as a teenager that ain't right yeah. how, how can that be right you know and it without doubt set me on a on a path that it gave me something i don't quite know what and i don't want to use cliches like values and this and that because i don't know i don't actually know if it did I don't know if all those commando ethoses, which sound brilliant on paper and probably great in combat, whether they actually sort of help you. But I tell you what does help you is the knowing that you can pull it out of the bag. Yeah. But then again, when you look at a lot of servicemen leaving the forces and you see how hard they struggle, um, some of them taking it, well, many of them, Many, many people, I should say, taking their own lives. Uh -huh. I mean, statistically, the suicide is probably quite small comparing to how many people leave the forces, right? But if that's 200 people a year, which it is currently, after all this nonsense that's gone on, that is just set to, I reckon we're going to see that figure fivefold at least. Yeah. Because of the lack of connection, you know? People, uh -huh. people who are mentally unwell, who are lonely, depressed, anxious suicidal are disconnected from society as it is you imagine then the one person that they do like and they do you, they're not allowed to go and see them that's a recipe for disaster right so i guess i'm trying to say mate is, is there's just no easy answer to any of it it was very um it's a very special thing to be in the forces and it's kind of like even you get older and you get wiser with the world and you understand what purpose the military really serves. You still got like one foot in that camp, if you're not. Do you, you, you get what I'm saying? You still got one foot there. And am I making any sense? Or, or, or? So like, um, you take great pride in, in being a Royal, Marine, Royal Marines commando. It, it's, obviously, it would stick with you. It becomes such a big part of your identity but when once you've been there and done it once you've got the green lid and you have life experience you start to question a wee bit more is that basically what you mean 
you start to see things a wee bit differently as you get older. Yeah, massively. Uh, um, most people don't don't learn history, right? They learn a bit at school about Henry VIII or some some stuff, and and that's it. When you you've only got to to learn a, a, a bit about history, research a bit about what what was Vietnam, the Vietnam War all about, Second World War, First World War, all this sort of stuff to get a real different narrative to one that Hollywood want you to believe. Um, and naturally, when you learn that knowledge and you look at, then you can apply it to world events. So when you've got people telling you that you've got to believe in the bogeyman in this country because, because of all that, and you're like, yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's, it's just the same narrative trolled out. Um, is it i think they call it problem reaction solution so the problem is evil dictator in this country going to kill us all in our beds in 50 minutes right yeah. that's the problem because people for the most part of their lives they stay in what's called the left brain i.e., they don't develop the right side of the brain which connects you with the universe they stay in the left side which connects you to mainstream yeah. mainstream media they then react problem reaction Oh my God, we got an e evil psycho going to kill us all in our beds in 50 minutes. What do we do? And then, of course, these people come up with a solution, don't they? Well, we bomb their country into the Stone Age. Well, it actually was in the Stone Age. We'll we'll bomb it, <laughs> bomb it back into prehistoric times. That because that that you know that was sort of the problem. Oh, by the way, we're also going to steal all the oil. Um, we're going to plant a puppet you know a puppet dictator of our own or a puppet president at least and uh isn't that a great part of the world for for growing opium right massive 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 drug market globally is um one of the biggest you know one of the biggest markets if you can control that then you're you're you know, you're going to get super wealth and of course wealth equates to to power under this system where do you where do you look for do you ever have to look for strength outside of yourself or have you got enough like inner strength and do you know how do you have any methods or tips um for getting through struggles, you know, and, and getting past anything that could be considered a setback? Yes. So let's let's take our scenario then of a young person who wants to join the Marines, shall we? It's a good enough yeah. example, isn't it? Number one, I fucking forbid you to listen to anybody else if they're being negative, right? You don't compare yourself to anyone, even a Marine. You can do this, right? When you set out on your challenges in life, and your goals, and you want to smash your bucket list, Everyone's going to come out of woodwork and tell you you can't do it. I don't know why human, some human beings are like that. Quite a few human beings. You got to ignore that. You got to have the belief in yourself that you can do this, right? Because you're going to get people go, oh, my mate tried to join the Marines. And what it was, right? He used to run 30 miles before breakfast every day, carrying 20 kilos. Then he used to do 500 push-ups. Then he used to do 9,000 pull-ups. Then he used to swim with the sharks for like 10 miles. 
and you're going, yeah, really? <laughs> what, and he failed? You think, oh, my, you are, well, you've been there. You've probably started hearing this already, haven't you? I've been where? Well, you're thinking of joining the Marines. Yes, yes. I bet uh -huh. people have already tried to put you off. Yes. You know, I uh -huh. bet you already been thinking, am I, am I tough enough for this? Oh, of course. You know, yeah. I bet uh -huh. you're already thinking, could I make it through training, right? And I'm just here to tell you, yes, you, you, yeah, you can do all those things. Barring, barring injury, you know, a serious injury, you can do all of those things. That it, It's the mind that generally gives up first. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that would be my first bit of advice. Ignore the naysayers. Just forget about them. Don't, don't waste your energy worrying what other people think. Don't compare yourself to anyone. You get some real tough guys join the Marines and they're gone within a week, right? Yeah. Because their mind isn't in the right place. And, and you get a little guy like me, who I think I ran about four, four milers before I joined up. I think a lot of us were like that. You know, we, we didn't really, it, we didn't really put a massive amount of training in. I would say I was always good with the upper body stuff just so no one tries to join without doing anything. I mean, I could do loads of pull-ups when I was a kid. Um, running was always abysmal. I was a terrible swimmer, but I just went and joined. And lo and behold, the toughest guy I knew, as I joined, he left training. Yeah. You know, he used to go training with a Marine. He used to live on a, a Maricorta estate or live next to it. So he used to go and meet, meet the Marines when they finished work and go running with them. And they trained him up. You um, just thought... You just thought this guy was a dead certainty. This guy's going to get the green. Nah, within a week, he was gone. All the cadets, the Royal Marines cadets that joined our troop, they all went, right? Something maybe to do with being a, a, a colour sergeant in the cadets or a major or something or whatever it is you can be. Then joining Limpson and being at the bottom of the ship pile and not being able to handle it or, or maybe... It not being the experience that they thought it was going to be because they've been right. I'm, I'm not saying that some cadets don't have a great career. I'm, I'm sure many of them do, but the ones in our troop, um, certainly one, one of them was in, I think there was one of them in my room. He was gone pretty much straight away. The guy that joined up with a tattoo. Yeah. Guy joined up. He had the globe and laurel tattoo already on his arm. You'd think that would be a big enough reason to stay in training and get a green berry. And, and no, he left at week 15. <laughs> so he's got that, he's got the Marines tattoo on his yeah. arm for the rest of his life. And he, and he didn't, oh, no. you know, he didn't pass out. So I'd say that for fitness, you want to be enjoying it, right? It's not about being a Superman. That's all nonsense. They just want normal lads that won't give up, Right. So when you do your runs, yeah. first off, enjoy it. Get your Walkman on, enjoy it. Don't, don't hammer yourself in the ground every run because you won't want to go and do it then. But what you can do is just progressively push yourself a bit harder. You know, so if you're doing a four miler three times a week on the third time that week, instead of trying to do it in 30 minutes, try and get that down to 29 and a half, you know, just, just the, 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 this sort of thing. Um, 
make sure the, the biggest mistake people were making is emailing people like me and saying, Chris, I want to join the Marines. What do I do? You know, and I email back, do what they tell you to do. It's not rocket science. Yeah. You go in a recruiting office, they're going to tell you what they want from you. They're going to say, you've got to do this amount of push-ups, this press-ups. Your, your thinking's got to be at this level. You know, you've got to maybe know what a, an SA-80 is or whatever the, the new, new, newer model of what we call the SA-80s. What, what, um, what do mortar troop do, for example? Who are 4, 5, 40, um, 4, 2? I almost forgot my own unit there, right? You know, what do they do? Where are they? Are they in Belfast? Uh, you know, are they in the Middle East? Are they doing a peacekeeping tour of, of somewhere or are they on a training you know just to show that you've got an interest in the core that you've you've learned a bit you don't have to know everything when they, it, it would be impressive in your interview if um maybe you knew when the core was formed so 1664 that they used to be sea soldiers so they were an army regiment that were put on ships to defend the, the british navy this sort of stuff um, uh, what am I saying? Where do they train in the world? Where they do jungle training in places like Belize and Brunei. They do Arctic warfare training up in the north of Norway. Um, this kind of stuff, right? Um, what, yeah. what, what, if there's operations going on in the Middle East, what, what are they called? So it was Optelic, wasn't it? And, and, and names like if you can just show that you 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 know roughly you, they don't they, they don't want you to know everything. In fact, if you rocked up knowing everything, they probably wouldn't want you because that's not the sort of person that yeah. it's not really what I'm. You know, if if you're too keen, it's it's probably not 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 a good sign. So, um, does that make sense? That comes to the next question. Yeah. So, what you said, yeah, can I hit on hit the new? What age were you when you joined? Uh, 18. I was 17. You were 18. 17 when I went to the recruiting office. Uh, yeah. 18, I think, when I actually joined, or it might have been 18 when I went to the recruiting office. I passed out at 19 um, and was in, nor in the Northern Ireland complex, so on active service before, before I was 20. Which is, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, that's that's a question that comes up, up a lot within the community, probably on here, and you see it with other people that do podcasts and interviews and stuff. And there is a degree of um, being impressionable and and letting being able to learn um, the regiment, like the regiment that comes with going through training. <clears throat> so that's that's the question of um, if you're too old, like um, if you join it, say. Most people join at 16, 17, 18. If you join at 27, are you going to be too mature and less likely to take it on, on board? Right. I'll just lay it out as it is because the way you're, I can tell the way you're putting your, the question is people worrying about me, 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 and it? it's that how will I get on? And, and, and it, but there's more to it than that. And I'm just going to be blatantly honest with you. Um, so first off, age is irrelevant when it comes to passing the course. I could go and do it now, right? Well, if, if, I, if I can run a thousand miles pretty much nonstop and sleeping at the side of the road, I'm, I'm 
probably a better candidate for passing a command, of course, than 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 a lot of people my age, right? So, so the age thing, as far yeah. as passing the course goes, is fairly irrelevant. What you'll find when you're on the course is the older guys will get a bit more respect because you know they've been around a bit longer, they know a bit more about life, they're maybe a, a bit a bit bigger and a bit tougher. I I don't know. Um, some of them will likely have military experience, whether that's through the TA or they're in the army before or, or something or the, the, this, this kind of thing. Um, what else am I saying? So that's that. They'll get, the older guys will get a little bit more respect from the training team simply because if you've got a 23-year-old corporal He's not going to be talking to it. What's the age? Is it 34 now or something you can join to, isn't it? I think it's 31. I think it's 31. Yeah. A 22-year-old corporal is not really going to shout at a 31-year-old guy who's married with three children. I mean, I'm not saying they get special favours, not at all. But there is... The Marines operates a lot on respect. You'll find that, you know. A please and a thank you in the Marines will get you a very long way especially if you say, thank you, chef, <laughs> right? <laughs> Top tip for you. Thank you, chef, right? Always thank the chef and uh, you'll get, your, yeah, you'll get uh, treats come your way, especially if you're on ship and it's a, it's a Matlow chef because the Navy love their Marines, right? <laughs> Sorry, that's just an aside. But so from that, there's that perspective, but it's deeper than that, isn't it? It, a 31-year-old person is going to be slightly more enlightened as to the way the world works as, as a 16-year-old, aren't they? 16-year-old yeah. wet beyond ears isn't really going to know a lot to them. It's all about good guys and bad guys and let's save the world. Whereas a 31-year-old knows it, it gets a bit deeper than that, doesn't he? Um, yeah. And I get it. I get asked it a lot. Chris, I really want to join, you know, I want to want to join the Marines, but like I'm just working for the sociopaths, aren't I? And, and I'll just say, well, haven't you just answered your own question? Haven't you, you, you know, you're asking me, but I think you just want me to go, you know, and, and it, it, it's hard. Like I said before, I wouldn't want to put anyone off joining. And I don't think the issue lies with it doesn't lie with the, the servicemen and women in this country who are all willing to lay their life down, you know, for this for, for security. It's yeah. it's what they called in the previous wars lions led by lambs, you know. Um, uh-huh. You know. Th- this is the question. Everybody knew. Well. Anyone with any intelligence knew why we were going into Afghanistan and why we're going into Iraq, right? And yet we still went. How? How? That—that that is the question we need to be answering. Is it how? How have they still got that much power? But when people go, nah, nah, this is wrong. Nah, that's not our fight. It's not this. It's not because of you know. 
let's just say certain events that 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 happened back then that you'll be too young to remember. Uh, that's all horseshit. This this is, yeah. So I don't want to start repeating myself, but the older person is going to be thinking more like this, aren't they? Unless they've lived in a shoe cupboard there, you know, their whole life, which is entirely possible because um, when you see what's going on in, in the world at the minute, there's a lot of very unenlightened people on this planet. Um, yeah. So that's that. Yeah, just, oh, th the other thing I wanted to mention is, well, I'll say two things. What about children? What about if you've got kids? I would say, does a little boy want his daddy to be away nine months of the year? Is that your job as a father is just to ditch your kids so you can go and, go and play G.I. Joe and shoot a few guns? Uh -huh. You know, you bring children in the world to be their parent, don't you? And I'm yeah. being honest, I'm just being honest here because military kids got very often grow up incredibly damaged. And it's not just about the damage, but the loneliness they must. You know, my daddy's gone away. My mate, I've said this in a couple of podcasts, after the Falklands conflict, they, they used to put the names of the dead on after the news. So whoever had been killed in Whoever had been killed that day, their name was on the news, right? That evening or the next evening. My mate used to sit down and, and, and just watch the list going up to see if his daddy had been killed that day. Well, I think of my little boy doing that. Fucking no way, you know? Yeah. That would just, for me, that would be just the most selfish thing I could do is to go off and have a jolly wearing a green berry or whatever it is, but mean that he doesn't get to see me what 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 what, what might be nine months here, might might be longer. I I my mate committed suicide because his missus left him because in two years of marriage she never saw him, right? Um guy I shared a room with in, in the Northern Ireland conflict um gassed himself in his in his car, you know. I remember when his missus left him. She's leaving me. She's leaving me, Chris. She says, "I never get to see you, right?" And and well, that's that's an adult that can't handle it. How's it supposed to be for 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 toddlers? And and so that that's something that I say to people. They they message me and say, "Chris should have joined up," and they got a picture of their kid in the back. I'm like, "What? Why would you want to?" I, I get it. I'm being a bit flippant. I I get it. Right. We are self-absorbed. Um, and. We are all a bit selfish at times, you know. It, it, it's why I, I sort of really focus hard to cut cut drinking out my life, mate, you know, because. I'll be having a like a binge. And then just remind them, saying, hang on, you're a father. Like each time you do that, you're shortening your life by X amount. I don't know what it is. So it's I'm fine to have a drink. I'm not. I'm not saying it's. I'm not. I'm not saying it's not right. Takes you off that beautiful level that I was talking about. It knocks you right down off that. You will feel bad for a few, few days. But putting that to one side, this isn't like a lecture or anything. But as a parent, you have to 
ask yourself questions because whatever you do will affect that young life for the rest of their life, right? You go leaving them for nine months a year. Don't you be surprised when they end up lying in the gutter suffering with drug addiction, you know, battling homelessness, not being able to fit into society, losing job after, after another. It's, it's, it's you're putting them through trauma at an age where they're too young to have any say in it. Right. And yeah, I know this is, there's probably people don't want to hear this, but I'm sorry. I'm not, I don't represent you. I represent young people. It's why I'm a youth worker. You know, I represent that child that doesn't have a voice in, in, in this. And I'm not, I'm not judging anybody that goes off and, 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 is in the military and it's got kids and, you know, servicemen have children. Some of them have three children. Some of them grow up incredibly well balanced, perfectly fine. It, 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 it's okay. But I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the ones that, that get damaged, right. Or the one who parents doesn't come back from war or um, this sort of thing. So that is a, a, an additional factor of people joining when they're older. And the final thing I'll say on, this, on that subject, Kaya, is you, you don't have to join the military. You don't have to join the Marines. You don't have to prove yourself to anyone in the world. I know, I know it's important, and it was important to me when I was young. But if you don't get in, it, it, my advice to you is the second, for whatever reason, you don't get in, or you fail a medical, or you get into training and then you either get, you either have to leave for whatever reason, maybe you decide it's not for you, or you get injured, or your training team says, sorry, Chris, this ain't a career for you. And they will do that, you know. I wrote about that in my book. If anyone wants to read it, it's a funny story. In my second mem, uh, no, sorry, in my book, I wrote this book about my 999 mile run. And um, there's a story in there about Hanson. We're on the parade ground in, in training. We're about week two or something. And the DL, Corporal Smith, says, uh, right, men, up to attention. So we all, we were having a fag break. We all stood to attention. It's right. Hanson, prove. Means put your hand up, right? Puts his hand up. He says, Hanson, report to the team office. Now. So Hanson trotted off and uh, Corporal Smith just turned to us and said, right, take one last look at Hanson, men. Hanson is a teddy bear and there is no room. There is no room in the Royal Marines for teddy bears, right? And someone asked me if that's a euphemism for gay. No, like soft. He was a soft lad, right? is gentle and that's fine you know who would you want looking after your elderly grandmother when she's losing the plot would you would you want a big rough tough marine that jumps into trenches and bayonets people or would you want Hanson? well you'd probably want him so you know everyone has their, their, their a, a role to play in this life don't they so i'd say that yeah. if you don't get in or you get in and you leave what you do then is you never think about it again ever period otherwise you become a person that goes the rest of your life going 
well, I nearly got in the Marine Corps. I wanted to join them. I wanted to, it, 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 and, and it's almost like a form of trauma in itself that you carry your whole life. Yeah. You become that person in the pub that, oh, there's a Marine over there. Do I tell him that I got to, you know, do I tell him I got to week 20 of training and dropped out or should I just shut up because he'll think I'm a Walter Mitty or, or some, or all this sort of stuff. It got to be strong. If it's not for you, for whatever reason, put it out of your life. Don't ever think about it again. You know, the, the, certainly the negativity and go on and do other stuff with your life. It's it's not everything. It was just for people like me. It was just something we chose to do. And I guess I was angry enough and upset enough as a, a teenager to want to see it through and yeah. prove to all the people that. Had, yeah, I mean, that's wrong in itself. And it? it was proof to my parents, really. Because yeah. my mum kicked me out of home when I was 50, uh, 15, I think. My dad kicked me out when I was living happily with my dad and he got remarried and they kicked me out. So, and they told me I'd never amount to anything, that I was useless, I was worthless. Well, when you're told that as a teenager, you, you're going to want to try and prove people wrong, aren't you? So, yeah. But, so, yeah. Well, take, taking that mindset in practice, um, I do have your first memoir here. <laughs> it's brilliant. Um, of course, I'd highly recommend it. So, obviously, you've, you've been in the Marines, and then after the Marines, you you went to Hong Kong, and you faced you faced your one of your probably your greatest challenges there. So you had um, crystal meth addiction, and you came back from it. You you it's it's not it's not to be looked at as a negative thing. Things like that happen in life. But you look. You looked at your mindset and practice that you'd already developed before that, and your outlook in life, and you decided that that wasn't something to hang on to. It wasn't going to determine your future. So how can somebody else, whether they're in addiction or they're facing any sort of trauma, what can they do as a first step to just move on from it and better themselves? Oh, what a great question. Um, gosh. First off, and this isn't me trying to sell myself, um, because I do most of my stuff for free, believe it or not. I certainly, if I make any money here, it just goes to pay like for something like that or, or, or this bloody computer that was £2,000 or traveling up to go and do a talk for free somewhere or whatever so not trying to sell but anyone that is struggling join my facebook community right bit of positivity there. we don't let wankers in right people start posting shit this that's not what we you know there's too much of that in life now right we want truth we want love we want honesty and most of all we want to smash this one life right or join my patreon at warrior level, I think it's $9.99 a month or $8.99, depending on whether you're on YouTube or Patreon. And we have a monthly life coaching group and we just support each other. And we talk about all the nonsense that's going on and all this sort of stuff. Um, but for the person listening now, remember you are perfect, right? Irregardless of what you might be going through, you're perfect under the universe. You have just as much right to be here as everybody else on the planet. Okay. Nature loves you, believe it or not. 
if you're facing challenges, it's because nature has seen you need to get happier in your life. You, you've not been happy. You might not have known it, but you've not been happy. And nature wants you to be happy. So it's giving you this challenge to get you thinking, to shove your face in the dirt a bit, to kick you when you're down, just like Marines training, right? But really, it's doing it for your best interest. It wants you to rethink things. And such as some of the things we talked about, what other people think, care or do, it's not your business. Don't worry about them. All right. I've got an expression in my life. There's us and wankers. All right. I think I got it off. Harry Enfield. <laughs> was it was it Oasis? I can't remember, but I love that expression. It's just the notion that there's lost sheep out there that just go around creating misery and havoc and upset and yeah. judging people and caring about what fucking clothes they wear and all that sort of stuff. And then there's real people, the kind, generous people, um, thinkers. And these people tend to be the ones that battle addiction and because they're, they're, you know, they've been through a lot of trauma in their life. Trauma is the driver of addiction, not, not drugs, right? This is a common mix, misconception. Drugs is just a plant that grows in a dirt or a chemical made in a factory, right? That can't make you in, 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 into someone that experiences addiction. That It doesn't work like that. What, what creates addiction is, is generally childhood trauma, right? And so if you're experiencing challenges in life, it's because from a very young age, you've been told you're no good or you've been smashed down or you've had to see stuff that children shouldn't see. And your mind is trying to was too young to make sense of it. Then now you become an adult. Mother nature decides you, 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 you've got to make sense of this. Cause otherwise, if you don't, you're going to go out in the world and make silly decisions. You know, yeah, you're going to go out and be an egomaniac or a left brain thinker, or you're going to think that buying a Mercedes is going to make you happy. Or you're going to be on social media, you know, being a fucking troll or whatever it's called. Right. So nature breaks you down. And with my case, it broke me down through the addiction, which is way harder than getting a green berry, way harder. And it doesn't even compare, right? Limston compared to addiction is like a holiday camp, right? And when you, when you come out the other side of it and you get your answers, you will just enter a place that you, you, you'll never want to go back so remember your love. The universe loves you. I love you. Many people like me love you. You know, just come and join one of my community groups if you don't believe me. You are loved, right? You have as much right to be here as anybody else. Um, start to show gratitude. When we left brain thinkers and we struggle with these problems, we think me, 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 me is all about me. I'm doing this. I want to shove this drug in my arm. I want to do this. I want to. Oh, he thinks. You, you've got to discharge all that. You've got to go, well, hang on, let's get our priorities. Am I alive? Yes. Brilliant. Perfect. That's it, right? Am I lucky to be having this life? Yes. Many people are dead. You are lucky to be alive. Great. Um, that's, that's your gratitude, right? Who's going to get me out of this? Um, oh, no one, really. What, no one? Well, me. Yes, you. Only you can get yourself out of it. So start smiling at the morning sun like I do every morning. 
Say thank you, Mother Nature, for giving me this life. Um, Realise you're loved. Take action, right? You have to take action. If you're battling substance misuse, you've got to start cutting them down because you all the time you're trying to live on substances, whether that's alcohol or whatever it might be. Your life is spiraling down. You it's just the way it works. You're you're not firing at this with this beautiful connection that I keep talking about. Right. You're you're off kilter. You're out of it. You're going down. Right. As soon as you start ditching those drugs and alcohol or well, obviously alcohol is a drug and it's actually the worst worst drug in my experience um once you start shedding that you start spiraling back up again and, and your life becomes great and your friends come back and you're, you 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 can buy clothes for the first time in a while and and then you get your self-respect and and all your self-esteem re returns and then you get offered a job and then it all gets good right so it's like you said yesterday on commander coach I hung on to it. I watched it um, quite late last night. So the house won't paint itself. And that can be used and applied to anything in life, can't it? Because you said, like, you have to... It's not just about the finished product. You have to pick the paintbrush, make sure you clean the paintbrush, all that kind of stuff. So there's the steps to this for the finished product. That can... I think that's a great, simple thing to remember. Yeah. Be used and applied for, to anything in life. Take action. It's just take take yeah. action. It's... um. It, it, there's loads of stuff I can say. This is why I do the commando coaching. It's people listening. It's just a free video that I do once a month on YouTube. And then we have a, a private, the private life coaching group after it on Zoom. And it's just all this stuff to try and give people little pointers because, you know, the, the sociopaths control you from birth. They just do. All you know is what they want you to know. You've got to break out of that, you know, and you'll only do it by educating yourself, by reading books, by watching documentaries, by finding those videos that have been banned. Right. I don't mean like nasty videos. I mean, the ones that the videos that tell the truth get get banned off off the platforms. Right. You can still get copies of them. Um, I'm not even going to say a name of one, uh, but. When you, when you start to get into the educational world, you start to learn learn this stuff. You want to be learning a bit about psychology and sociology and what's all that about? You know, what? who were these people that came up with theories about life? What What is Marxism? Who was, yeah. Dur who was Durkheim? Um, you know, what Freud, what, 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 why is Freud important? You know, little stuff like this all helps you to put the jigsaw together when you've got the pieces you enter something called enlightenment and it's it's just a great place to be and and it's great when you meet like-minded people um which i do through my work now you know i'm, I'm just all i have the only people i've surrounded me now are positive like-minded enlightened people and it's just great and i i'm i don't have to sort of like spend my time with 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 negative people and it which was like having a job for me <laughs> i didn't yeah. being in a career having to work with people that you wouldn't really choose to if if you had the choice i found that really really hard i find it hard to keep keep a job down to be honest well um, just you know you've you've actually uh, you've surpassed 58.6k 
follow us. You've now got a podcast, a brand, whatever you want to call it, that you, you've now built up off your own strength, you know, off your own own back, and you can now do what, what you want and promote your message. So what is, what's next? What's next for you now with everything you've built up? Um, I'm going to take over the universe like Darth yeah. Vader. No, what's next? But, um, I'm really loving spending time with my family. It's become really important to me. Yeah. You know, when I look at my child, I, I just see me now. And I, 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 it's a constant reminder why I've got to kick myself up the ass and not put the trauma onto him that, that, that adults put onto me. And to spend the time with him and to be careful what you say, it's really important with a child. You know, if you constantly say no, 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 and but you're not thinking why you're saying no, they take that on board and then they start saying no, no, no. And, and you're like, why are you saying no? Don't say that. Just go, go and play with him. No. And you don't realise the power of psychology. It's just, it's, so that's one thing. Spend more time with the family. Keep smashing out the adventures. Um, whether that be alone or, or with, with in a team with other people, really keen to row across the Atlantic just just for the experience. Yeah. Um, I really wanted to climb Everest, but again, when you've got a child, it, it, you've you've got to weigh up: is that being is that a selfish decision? Yeah. Because if you didn't come back that child's lost his daddy and, and your daddy for a little boy. It's the most important person in his life. I think was yeah. to me, you know, me and my dad might not have seen eye to eye or, or, or whatever, whatever it's all water under the bridge, but like, he's still my dad. I'm still, even when they're like really bad to you, you still love them and they're your hero. So I, I, I think quite deeply about the, the, these things and I think you should, you know, so that's that. We've got the race coming up, the Sahara race in, in October, always got books on the horizon, trying to get my books into audio, but the podcast just takes all the time. Um, trying to look for some whiz kid really that can help me on the podcast and get lots of the small stuff done that I want to get, get done lot lots, get get a lot more clips and stuff out there but um and just keep loving loving this beautiful life mate because we only get one of them it's soon over which is fine because you can't go anywhere believe it or not yeah the stuff that makes up your body makes up the whole planet you just you form something else or you form lots of other stuff so i think that's a good thing for people to take on board you can't go anywhere you 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 always be in this universe just be in a different form and that I'm, I'm sort of okay with that. So yeah, just uh, smashing my one life, mate, as I keep saying. So you've created, you've created a fine balance and an incredible life experience that you just use to promote. Now, now you're in an advisory role, you're promoting the message that you either have now got or you wish you had earlier and you're giving it to others. And of course, you've just got a, a simple tagline of one line, one life, smash it as well. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. a powerful message. Yeah. It's, um, 
I'm not perfect, mate. Do you know what I mean? I I I, I do still do freaking stupid things, make bad decisions. I I yeah, but it's not about that for me. It's about where your mindset is when you're doing these bad these things. You know, when your life isn't going the way to plan. Where's your mind? My yeah. mind's always my mind's always looking at it from a detached perspective, going, "Well, Chris, you shouldn't have done that, and as a result, it's put you here. So you've taken like ten steps backwards." But I still love you, son. The universe still loves you. So come on, pitch up, make a couple of changes, move on. Don't think about it. Bang. Whereas when I was young, that thing there that would nail you. You know, you'd be pissed off, you'd be unhappy. I I never yeah. got. To- I never got depression or anxiety until after I, after I messed with drugs, right? Or after yeah. I experimented with drugs. So I can't say like I was depressed or anxious when I was young, although if you've been through childhood trauma, you've always got like an underlying anxiety. Um, but when I was younger, if things weren't going right, you dwell on them and you don't know how to deal with it and you don't know how to take action and they, they start to consume you, right? Now it's just... <laughs> too old now just i i haven't got much of my you know i haven't got as many years left as i'd, I'd probably like i ain't gonna yeah. spend them i'm not gonna spend them depressed i'm not gonna spend them hating on people i'm gonna try to spend them with with surrounded by the people that i love and that, that i know love me really and when that boils down to it you you can actually count them on sort of two hands <laughs> um maybe not yeah. including your family yeah. but yeah wow does it all make sense well chris uh thanks for promoting your message um yeah. i think we've talked about a lot today a lot of good things that everyone can take something from regardless of your outlook even yeah and just remember it's you know for people if you're watching this on my youtube channel it's not about like liking or disliking it's Maybe everything I've said today is completely wrong, right? I'm not, I'm not going to argue with you. I, I'm not going to try and convince you, but isn't there merit in listening to someone that's completely wrong? Definitely, yeah. You know, isn't it like with this idiot on YouTube is saying this the other, he's like saying that we should eat plant, you know, eat more plants than meat. Uh, you don't know in 10 years in your life, you'll wake up one day and go, oh my God, that guy on YouTube was telling me this 10 years ago and I laughed at him. I went, unlike, I'll leave that. He, he said something about, you know, the military and, and I didn't like it. And it's like, I just, just say, um, just think on it, folks, you know, just, 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 just think on it. And I, I hope it can help somebody someday at some point in their life. Um, it certainly seems to be helping a lot of people now because I had one lad last night joined my life coaching group. When it came his turn, you know, for a chat, I said, you've got, got any question? I went, no, I didn't come here for questions, Chris. Just wanted to, just wanted to come and say thank you. And uh, yeah, so uh, that's not a bad place to have your life, is it? No, definitely not. It's all about perception. That's what I've learned today anyway. Yeah. It's all about perception and outlook. So have you been to the recruiting office yet, Kaya? I have. So 
had done a pass the medical and stuff like that before I got to the stage just before the VPGFT, and then I do, I wasn't really in the place to to go through with it. I just had more more um more time to consider it, you know, because it's I rushed into the decision, and I decided I was probably physically fit enough, maybe a wee bit far off, but you need to consider everything, especially men- mentally, the decision to go there. Mm. Um, regardless of how amazing it is it's a big commitment so are you saying you've done the medical but not done not taken it any further at this moment so, in time so I passed the medical and then it was on to physical and then from there and I, I just decided to I'll go back to it in about two years and it was last year so maybe next year the year after yeah so let me put this back on you then how do you feel then about the role that you'll be going in? Bearing in mind, like what I said, you know, I use the word sociopaths a lot. And by that, I mean people that don't have empathy for other people. Yeah. They couldn't care less whether you die face down in the mud in Afghanistan. They couldn't care. What they do care about is how much money you've made them when you're lying face down. How many bombs, bullets and guns have they sold? What their shares are doing on the stock market? What position they've now got in there? you know, in their, in their company or their, um, you know, society or organisation. Um, what does, is this something that you'd consider now joining Definitely. up? I like to educate myself on both sides and just see past things, you know. So, again, I, I keep saying the word perception. So I, I, I'm thinking about how amazing it will be proven not even proven to anyone else just proven to yourself that you can complete this long and hard course so I'm just looking at the training side of it yeah but then I started to think about after of course although it's going to be there's there's higher things going on there's maybe an agenda as to why you would be sent to war for example um it plays on my mind so before I'm just thinking about training but of course you've got to consider the bigger picture so yeah that's why I'm, I'm on the fence because you need to realize what the role is yeah yeah I think when I joined up I think when you're young you just take everything one day at a time don't you yeah you don't look long term I I when I joined the marines I I wasn't thinking about going into combat or going to the you know the in our in our day it was the northern island conflict I I wasn't really thinking any about that I was thinking, can I do those pull-ups? Can I do yeah, that run? Exactly. You know, what's uh-huh. it going to be like sleeping under a canvas? Yeah. Yeah. Mainly, I'll be honest, I think I've, I've, I've thought about running in the squad because that's kind of, when you think military, military training, young men, um, obviously Marines was just, well, it's, I don't think, I think one woman's joined the Marines and I don't think any more than that have, have joined so i always say men so no offense yeah. to to any women out there who are aspiring to become commandos but yeah i just thought young men t-shirts on book denims boots doing the run run running along singing the american um can't even remember what they called them but you know left right left right left right left i know what you mean yeah that's that's the movies that, that give you that perception though yeah, of course. Okay, so it's a very skewed perception, I think, really. Yeah. Um, you know, jacket. That's what I think of when you said that. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's the thing. What you think, and you just think, could I get through it? And that's kind of the the 
sort of limit of your thinking, but yeah. Um, so yeah, so I guess that's what we focus on when we're young, and that that's maybe not a bad thing. Also, things of course they aren't all all what they seem. I don't I don't personally believe that anyway. I think most people would probably agree with that. So I've seen you speak in your channel quite a lot about alkalinity and the importance of alkalinity, pH levels and stuff like that as well. And yeah, super greens. You you always have to get your super greens movie in, and. Um, you also talked there about developing the other side of your brain and you hear people speaking about other things like the fur dye, all that kind of stuff. So how can somebody better prepare themselves to actually... So, sorry, what about alkalinity? What, what is the importance of alkalinity that you've, you've found? Oh my gosh, this is, a, this is one that leaves people who don't understand it a little bit, gob, a little bit sort of confused. Um. I try and make it as simple as possible. Every living organism on the planet has a pH level, right? P, yeah, pH, right? It's like when you, you had your chemistry lesson at school, I think it was, and you got these, these bits of paper called litmus paper, and you test it, right? Huh. And it tells you the acidity or the alkalinity of whatever you're testing, right? Uh, and it goes on a scale from, I think the scale on, on that's written down is 4.5 until 9. And yeah. It, and the result of the test will give you one of these colours, and then you know the alkalinity of what, whatever it is you just tested. So you can test a cucumber, you can test your water in the toilet, whatever, right? It's irrelevant. But what is relevant is every living organism has a balance. It's called the fragile balance of nature, right? The ecosystem. And over the course of your lifetime, you have an average pH. And for the human being, it's 7.25. If you were to test a plant in your front room, you know, cut a plant, stick one of those strips in and, and test the sap in a plant, it, that plant's going to have a certain pH level, right? Now, depending on what you eat depends on what uh, your body's tissues will produce when you test it so your ph yeah. level and if you eat too much of the wrong type of food and let's just call that western diet mod or let's just call it modern diet right you will store up this your body will be acidic and you will store up this acid Whereas if you eat uh, the ancient diet, so what we would have ate when we were hunter-gatherers living in the forest, you know, sleeping in caves, this kind of stuff. So predominantly roots, leaves, nuts, fruit, you know, not, not the fruit we get in our supermarket, like mangoes that have got probably 
you know, 150 grams of sugar in them. But the old, you know, for us Europeans, it would have been the old European apple, which is very low, low sugar rate. The stuff you get in the supermarkets has been bred to be particularly sweet, right? Yeah. If you work in Africa like I have, yeah, you get mangoes and they are incredibly sweet, but they only come once a year. They're not there. All, it's not not everyone in, in Africa lives on mangoes every day. Right. It, it's <laughs> so. In. In short, we've come so far away from our natural diet. To eat in like, let's call it the McDonald's diet, you know. Where if you have vegetables, it's like three peas on the side of your plate and most people leave them anyway yeah. or a lettuce leaf. Right. That. That green in vegetables is chlorophyll. Chlorophyll is energy from the sun trapped into our nutrition. It's mother nature's way of loving us, right? And green veg, all this sort of stuff that I've said, that they, it has an alkalizing effect on the body, right? Keeps you in check, keeps you what you should be. And I talk about this a lot and it's very hard for people to grasp, especially if you're a left brain thinker, because you've been conditioned by the media your whole life to think in terms of diets. Can I eat this? Can I eat that? Should I eat this? Should I eat? This is good. This is bad, right? It's fucking crock of shit, right? It's not about that. It's about your pH balance in your body. So can you eat meat? Yeah. Our ancestors, you know, they wouldn't have eaten, I don't think, the abundance of meat that, that, that uh, our modern culture tells us. So we think that our uh, caveman ancestors went out and ate, you know, ate a stegosaurus on, with chips every day. And the truth of the matter is uh, you try catching an animal when you've got no tools. It's very, very difficult, right? You then yeah. catch that animal. It's covered in fur. You've got to rip into it. And then you're eating raw meat, which it's like, why would you do that when you can eat fruits, nuts, berries? And they're in abundance. You know, you come out your cave, you've only got to walk over to those bushes there. And there's a meal there for your whole family. In fact, your whole tribe. The notion that you go chasing down a bloody woolly mammoth or something for breakfast is it's it's a I think it's kind of fabricate. You know, it's not it's not the truth. But would you have. Uh, been able to catch fish from the river yeah look we've got you know we've got these opposable thumbs and stuff right you, you we, we 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 would have got the odd fish we would have got the odd say injured rabbit and gone oh you know possibly but what what the food industry has done is brainwashed us through the media and remember the sociopaths own the media right and the sociopaths own all the, you know, they control all the corporations and they control the narrative. And they they brainwashed into thinking that it's absolutely fine to eat whatever you want. So if you want to wake up in the morning, drink a bucket of Coca-Cola, that's a health drink. If you want to drink milk, which is actually a, a, a liquid that's designed for baby cows, right? When they're in the infant stage bit weird that isn't it imagine if you're you're with your tribe in the forest and they're picking 
leaves, nuts, berry, you know, leaves everywhere. You can eat stinging nettles, right? You can survive. You just eat, pick it mm. off, eat it, and it, it and you and it becomes really you get really into that. You know, your body attunes to that kind of food, and you love it even more, right? Imagine going right now. I'm not going to do that today, folks. I'm going to run over. I'm going to get a get a boat across to North America. But Stig, boats haven't been invented for another million years. Yeah, well, fuck that, right? I'm going to get the boat across to North America. I'm going to get one of those like bison. I'm going to chase it down, even though it can run three times faster than me. Then I'm going to grab hold of its tits and I'm going to suck them drop. People would think you were fucking mad. They would think you were mad, right? But we've been so conditioned from birth by these monsters to think that that's not, that is absolutely normal to drink milk, right? The calcium in the milk, it's not the right kind of calcium for human body because it's not for us. It's for a baby cow when it's, when it's, it's, and when you see the problems people get with their bones growing up, the osteoporosis, uh, osteoporosis, the arthritis, all this sort of stuff, um, you start to understand that our diet, you know, modern diet, oh, Hello, mum. Yes, mum. Yes, I am eating properly. Yes, I am washing behind my ears. Yeah, I love you too. Bye bye. Sorry about that, mate. No problem. Um, so, yeah. So. In essence, this idea that that modern humans are supposed to have a plate with a massive steak on it or two, a big pile of uh, um, chips or mashed potato or some other starch, and then three peas, and that you can eat that and there's absolutely no consequences, that, that's health food. That's, that's just as, you know, these, these stupid plant-based people, these vegans, and you know, they're, they're all idiots, right? It's nonsense, mate. That that plate of food I just described, the starch creates acid in your body, right? If you have it in, in too much abundance, and so does meat. So what the alkaline diet promotes is you eat the meat, but you eat it in the proportion that our ancestors would. So very rarely in small, you know, small quantities, along with the starches, because things like um, uh, potatoes, rice oats all those kind of cereals stuff you imagine trying to go and pick those tiny little grains of of corn or whatever to feed your tribe you you wouldn't have any time left in your day you'd be like that right but because we got modern farming methods and we learned how to use tools we can process this stuff much quicker we're eating a food type that we wouldn't have done when we lived in the nature, not in that quantity. You might have picked off little bits. And remember what I say, in small quantities, it's all fine. So um, that what that stuff does is it, it just creates acid in the body. And over time, certainly over the course of a human lifetime, that acid builds up. Your body can't get rid of it because you can only detox when you're alkaline right and eventually 
your 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 system becomes so acidic that it becomes the perfect environment for things like tumors to grow so cancer in addition you're screwing up all your arteries and your bones because your body's carrying acid you know mm. anything dip anything in acid and see if it lasts as long as as something you dip in a neutral solution it's just never going to happen right so the reason i talk about it a lot is once you what ever since i followed the alkaline diet i've not been sick right the only time right so all your coughs your colds your flu that's you i stopped getting that 17 years ago no viruses anything like no don't don't get any of that right um that's just the physical side the mental side is you you just enter cloud nine you tune in with the universe right because your body's not constantly tired um from trying to process for, for trying to digest meat um in your stomach you have such a state of like clean health that you just you just fire mate you know you fire yeah. You, 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 it's like you live on cloud nine and, um, and, and then when you start to learn that the world's top athletes are plant-based, they don't eat meat, right? I'm not saying I, I eat meat, not, not, I don't eat a lot of it because like I say, you've got to, you've got to keep it down. If you keep it down, fine. Remind me to talk about the super greens. I'll put it yeah. there so I don't forget. There we go. I'll put, a, I can't move it anymore because it will fall off my desk, but I'll put a link um, below our video. Um, I'll put a link, link to it, Kaya, right? Yeah. So, as I say, ever since I followed this practice, if you, if you follow, if anyone's ever heard of Tony Robbins, the, the massive American guru, the, the life coach, uh -huh. alkaline practitioner, right? If you want perfect peak health, you never want to be sick and you certainly don't want to get whatever it is, the big three, the cancer, the heart disease or, you know, all, all that sort of stuff. And then you find out like the world's strongest power lifter. He doesn't eat meat. He's plant. He's, he's a plant based guy. Right. I'm talking about something slightly different. Um, being plant based or vegan is nothing to do with alkaline diet. It's just that eating plants is more alkaline for you right but just to, i'm just saying this to dispel the myths um about eating meat is then you learn the top thinkers on the planet they don't eat meat right they've all recognized that meat is it, 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 it especially in this like abundance that we eat it slows down your thinking and it slows down your body and and there's not you know not a massive need to eat it in these huge quantities i.e every day so I... how do you find your delicate ph balancing because you obviously you have to go to the same shops as everyone else and so how do you get around it and see if if somebody's lived um quite a unhealthy life is it reversible massively um one sec i'm just gonna so so on the scale now, if I hold the thing up, I'm actually six, six point seven five. I was hoping to be more, more alkaline than that because I had a big green, 
green smoothie with the green powder in this morning, but um, I don't know. Sometimes it's hard to tell because you can be detoxing and the acid's coming out of you, so you take a read it. But to answer your question, just I just when I load my plate, rather than have two thirds meat and potatoes and one third veg, which is modern diet, you just do it the other way. You have two thirds veg and one third meat and potatoes. And as I said, I quite often just don't don't have the meat. Right. Just it's just no it's, it's yeah. just it's just no need for it. Like I tell you an interesting thing. If you don't eat meat, you don't need deodorant. When does anyone ever teach you that when in school? If you don't eat meat, you don't have that horrible smell like your arms are rotting. <laughs> right. Silly little thing. But uh -huh. that that must tell us something. Right. Um, so that's what I do. And obviously you can buy vegetables in any supermarket. Right. You can get experimental. You can buy lots of cookbooks and stuff. And it's it's all fine. I don't really go too much into it. I kind of stick with what I know. And But what I do do every day is I have a green smoothie for lunch. So I've got a Nutribullet. I just cram it full of spinach, um, kale, cucumbers, very alkalizing. I'll put either a lemon or a lime in or both because lemon and limes, strangely enough, are the only fruits that alkalize you. The rest have got fructose in, which are, again, fine in, in, in moderation, um, but fructose, sugar, very bad for you. In, creates massive acid in the body. The acid in sugar is so bad, it, it rot, rots your teeth through, obviously. You know, you've, yeah. ate, you've, you've got a vein, go, a, what do you call it? A, 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 you know, you have blood going through your teeth, right, to service your teeth. Well, if you're at acid, your bloodstream's acidic, you, you've got acid going through your teeth all day long, right? Hence why you can get, you know, you, you can rot, rot your teeth that's why we always say don't have to we tell children don't have too much sugar right we don't explain to them how it rots their teeth but this is what i'm saying now right so lemon and lime uh anything you put celery in it i put some chili in it i've maybe put some um soy sauce just to make it taste a bit better um like I said, I don't put fruit and you can, if you want to make it taste a bit, you can put a little bit of fruit in because remember what I said, it's about the balance. It's not about being sort of um, uh, extremist, but what I do put in yeah. is the super greens. And the reason I do this is modern vegetables don't quite have the, the kick that they would have done when they are organic, when we were hunter gatherers, they've all been produced on farms even if that's a, yeah. an organic farm, the same soil is used year in, year out, every, every, every year, right? And, it, and it, it means that modern vegetables don't quite have the nutrients that they would have done, say, a thousand years ago, and certainly a um, hundred thousand years ago. Um, remember, we ate from the forest, a natural ecosystem that's constantly leaves coming down, stuff growing up, const constantly fertilizing itself animal with loads of animals in the country when britain was basically forest right squirrels were abundant foxes abundant badgers everywhere 
And of course, what do they create? They create manure and that then um, fertilizes the ground even more. Very different from what we've got now. So what the supergreens does is it's a very rich form of greens, eating your greens. So one spoon of that is like having a plate full of broccoli. Yeah. Um, so that I can make this. up for... I'll just read you the ingredient in case people are saying what's in it. Uh, I can tell you off the top of my head, it will be wheatgrass, uh, spinach powder, um, This has got green tea extract, maca root, beetroot, ginger, broccoli, chlorella, kale, turmeric. Don't they say turmeric's good for, for joints or for inflammation? Wheatgrass, yeah. alfalfa, barley grass, uh, pea protein, spirulina, hemp seed powder, and there's a few other there's a few other things in there, but um, sorry, yeah. I didn't mean this to sort of turn into a lecture on 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 the on alkalinity. But yeah, the reason I I I talk about it is it's just changed my life. Uh -huh. I've gone from being a person that was ill three, sometimes four times a year, like I see most people are now. You know, the coughs, the colds, the flu blaming it on Dave in the office. Your body is the root cause of all ill health, right? Or, or, or a lot of it. That's important because um, we, we do, as a human, you have control of some things and some of those things are what you put in your body. So with you, you, you are still an, an extreme endurance athlete. I seen yesterday in commando coach, you're actually going to the Sahara in October, was it? Yeah. I'm entering a, a race called the Marathon of the Sands, the MDMS or Marathon des Sables to give it its French title. And that's across the Sahara. Uh, it's a, a week long marathon running across the Sahara how desert. Do you something like that? Say again, mate. How, how do you feel something like that, especially if you're also in a different country? Right. This is the thing about being alkaline is I can afford to not be alkaline for a week or two weeks because my body will store up that acid. And then when I go back to my green diet, it just gets rid of, it gets rid of it all again. Right. And that, yeah. So for a race like this, obviously you, you, you're limited to dry food because you've got to carry all your food with you. So it will be your sort of survival rations that you can buy in the camping shops, that sort of stuff. Bit like, bit like what we had uh -huh. in the military. Right. Um, and that's fine, you know. For a week, it's not. It's not gonna. It's not gonna hurt you for a week to eat that sort of food. Um, so yeah, you you buy it, you carry it all with you. You have to weigh it all out. It has to be a certain amount of cal calories, or they won't let you in the race. You can't just turn up with a Mars bar, for example, and and you know not eat for five days and and, and try and win the race because you're not carrying as much stuff. Um, so yeah, so that's that. As you probably know, I ran the length of the country, I ran an ultramarathon a day, every day for 37 days, the length of Britain. Uh, yeah. For my 50th birthday, I did four Ironmen in a row, right? And I'm, I'm not a fitness guy, right? I, I, I'm not 
like down the gym all the time or writing out calories or schedules or all I do is I run around the block in the morning. I run uh, 0.9 of a mile in the morning. That's all. That's all I do. When I get one of these challenges, I might just ramp that up a bit. So when I ran the length of the country, I did no training whatsoever, nothing. I've been disabled for two years with a bad back. Um, so I couldn't, I couldn't train. I just literally went from being on a couch for two years to getting on a plane to John O'Groats and, and running a length of the country with a 15 kilo backpack, right? Uh, the quadruple Ironman, obviously I had to teach myself to swim because I wasn't really a good swimmer and I had to swim. That was a 10 mile swim or a nine mile swim, 450 mile bike ride, and then 108 eight mile run. Um, yeah. All I did for that was I... I ran three milers about three times a week and I ran one 11 miler and I only trained for uh, eight weeks. It's quite funny, actually. Entered my first triathlon. It was an Olympic triathlon. So that's a swim of a mile, a 25 mile bike ride. And then a, I think it's a five mile run or something. I came last. Not just last, I came last by a long way. Everyone else had finished. My little boy's on the finish line going, when's my daddy going to finish? <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, and when I crossed that thing and I came, like, they, were trying to, they were trying to get me to stop. They're going, um, sir, could you just drop out now, please, so we can all go. I'm like, look, if you want to scrub around my meadow, I don't care about that. I'm not. I'm not dropping out. I just, right. I'm just not, it's not going to happen. I'll just finish it on my own, but they were very gracious and they gave me my medal. So at that moment I said, right, in eight weeks time, I'm going to do four Ironmen or so back to back. So, or, you know, the, an Ironman distance, I'm going to do four of them. And in eight weeks, I did eight weeks training. And it's like I say, cause I'm alkaline. I can approach things a, a lot a lot more aggressively because my body's always my mind and my body are working perfectly. Um, yeah. And then for this, this year's challenge was I gave up my Christmas to run 200 miles to raise awareness of the veteran suicide problem and, and money for a veterans charity. So I ran a hundred miles around a running track for two days. And then I, yeah. Uh, and then I ran a hundred miles cross country for two. I think I, I think I got it all done in five days. It might've been six. It was atrocious. It was atrocious weather, wasn't it? This Christmas. Oh yeah. That really added a, a quite a cha challenge to it, but yeah, I ran 200 miles in five days. I think it was 200 miles in five days. Um, yeah, sorry, we're wandering all around here, aren't we? With our, we've gone from the sociopathic elite to green powder yeah. to 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 uh, to the Iron Man. So, what, when we're talking mindset, then, so you you truly believe that as long as you maintain good health and for you that's alkalinity, you don't have to prepare as much as other people would say you would have to for say a triathlon, um, because you believe it's more in your head. Yeah, I mean, head and body obviously work together. 
And then there's other factors that that if you're left brain, you won't consider because the media aren't going to tell you. So connection with the universe is an important one. You know, yeah. Um, when I set off on these challenges, I'm not worried what you might think or what my yeah. family might think or. You know, people say, oh, we'll never do that. That's just irrelevant to me. The universe tells me I'll do it and, and then I'll know I'll do it. Universe, people might, I I swap universe with Mother Nature. Some people might call it God. Some people might call it the spirit. Some people might call it what, what whatever this thing is that we don't understand. I just call it, the you know, I'm part of the universe. My molecules are no different to what makes up every other thing in this universe as far as we know, right? Um, yeah. And it's a very powerful thing to know that because it, it once you open the barriers to perception, you open up, you, you get rid of the limits on yourself, I guess. Um, yeah. and so I don't have to worry a lot about what maybe other people would. So I guess a lot of people I speak to say, oh, I could never do a marathon. I'm like, really? What yeah. you you couldn't walk twenty six miles? No, no, it's you could, right? Yeah, unless you you know disabled and in a wheelchair, but then you just wheel yourself twenty six. You you would you know you if, if someone had a gun to your head and said right do it, are you going to go? No, nah, I can't do that. You're going to go, all right, and and it, again, we've been conditioned. Through, through mainstream media our whole life to think we're rubbish and think we're useless and think we're not good. And it's not true. And I'm here now and through the podcast to say, you can do whatever, you know, within reason, you can do whatever you want. I mean, I, we're not going to, you know, I can't fly. Well, you sort of can, can't you really? But, you know, can't fly in this body, but I can yeah. do, I can do four Ironman back to back and, Guess I should that. Definitely. Well, Chris, it's it's been a pleasure today. Yeah. Uh, thanks a lot for your time. Hey, you're absolutely welcome. And um, if you do take this further, let's let's chat again. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I'm more than happy. Brilliant. Stay on the line. <laughs> so, this has been Kaya interviewing me. Or podcasting me i should say we don't do interviews and uh i thoroughly enjoyed it mate thank you ever so much i hope it makes sense to to some of you if you can like and subscribe so you get a notification uh, of other chats like this that would be great so this is me saying goodbye goodbye thanks a lot <laughs>